Excellent. Excellent. I'm just admiring the work of my. <laughs> right light, right light. Yeah. There you go. All right, before I. There's other hands that went up, but I should have done this first. Tomorrow, if God gives us tomorrow, Samantha, Samantha, who's in that place that we don't want her to be, but where she needs to be right now, uh, she, uh, her birthday in Jesus is tomorrow. Uh, three years, I believe, uh, she'll have been born into God's family. So we're going to send her a bunch of letters today. So guys, girls friends, enemies, I don't care. We want to send her a happy birthday in Jesus note. October the 6th is her birthday in Jesus. You might remind her of that. But we just need to write her an encourager. So if you'd be willing to write Samantha, here it comes Jennifer. Oh, right there. Perfect. Danielle, that's your, oh, that's good too. Stephanie, right there. Oh, I'm excellent tonight. Catherine. I gave it, I threw it to John so he could pass it back. Julie, that's yours. Oh, I just stuck Stephanie right in the head. All right, coming back. It's coming all the way. It's coming all the way. Everybody close your eyes, duck. Oh, <laughs> Julie, Julie, Julie. That, Brad turned on that light and that changed the aerodynamics. <laughs> Linda, here's yours. See, right there. All right. All right, I've got four more, and I need practice, so take a letter, please. All right, there you go. All right, Amber. Oh, sorry, friend. All right. Oh, Julie, if that one had hit you, I'd have felt so bad, but I would have... Now let's put this in perspective. Your baby is three. My grandson turned 20 today. So somebody in this room is getting old. <laughs> Too bad, Warren. All right. Um, my grandson's getting really old. Tell me something good. All right. Esther got her cast off. All right, did you hear? Last week, you remember when Winter asked us to pray for DJ when he was taking the test and he didn't, she didn't want him? He's passed them all now. That's outstanding. Yes. Somebody tell me something good, any kind of good news. I don't want anybody making fun of her because she's had to spell it. Uh, she's wanting an it job, but she made sure y'all, she thought y'all were slow and couldn't understand, so she spelled it for you. I thought that worked out pretty good, didn't it? Yes. All right, Victoria, tell me some good news. She didn't even hold up her hand, but she's going to get your news. Oh, I got a new and better job today. It's kind of people and sit around to work and not home all anymore. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're not going to repeat that anywhere, but yes, yeah. What's said in here stays in there. But that is, and this is a big deal, guys. God answered a prayer in a, there's an amazing way things work to make that happen. That's excellent. All right, last call. Tell me something good. Outstanding. That is good. That is good. Sounds like another it job to me, man. Uh, we have, I've been praying over a job. It'll be $17 taking care of a, a cerebral palsy patient. And I, we've been praying over I got the application, application today, and it looks like the job is well. Outstanding. Outstanding. <laughs> got your Bibles? If you've got your Bibles, go to John chapter 3. And we've got enough fresh faces in here, let me say it. Oh, I know. Let me make sure. I'm, I'm missing somebody. Hang on. I'm glad y'all are here, but I'm missing somebody. Crystal to the right, not crystal to the left, okay? Crystal to the right. Y'all, this is crystal. Crystal, wave your hand. You got to hold it way high. There you go. Uh, crystal confessed her faith in Jesus and got a brand new life Sunday. Sunday afternoon. I want, to, I want you to meet our newest sister. There's somebody else, but they're not here. Okay, good. All right, we're glad you're here. Listen, we spend our all, we do this every Wednesday. We spend this time uh, talking about things that God has done for us that are good. And the reason we do that is because, one, it's true. And two, some of us have had such tough days. Some have had some tough months. And I'm, well, I know because you're good to talk to me about it. Some of us have had a lifetime full of tough stuff, and it's just like we don't ever, we just can't seem to get things turned around. And if you're not careful, what happens is all you see is the bad, all you see is the negative, all you see is the, are the problems. God works all things together for good to them that love the Lord. That's His promise. I believe that. I'm not, I'm not saying you have to believe it, I'm just saying I believe it. And one of the reasons we do this little exercise is for that reason. It's for us to learn to start to see things the way God sees them. That today's not the end. That we're just, He's working on things. God, give God some times to work out those things for good, okay? Alright. If you've got your Bible, you'll John chapter 3. It's the fourth book that has red letters in it. There's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. If you need a Bible, hold up your hand. Ashley will be glad to bring you one. Or Brad. Thank you, Ashley. Anybody else? All right, look in John chapter 3. All right, let's breathe out. Let's breathe out first thing. Nicodemus, a guy named Nicodemus came to Jesus at night. I don't know why he came at night. Maybe that's the only time he had off from his job. Maybe he was afraid somebody was going to see him showing up. I don't know. I, didn't, I don't know that he knew it was going to be written in the Bible and the whole world was going to know. I don't know. I just know that he needed to have a conversation with Jesus. And there's a reason he wanted to talk to Jesus. Why? I don't know how to ask it. If you had a chance, 
If you had a chance, would you want to sit down with Jesus and ask him a question? Why? Why? Why would you ask him? Why would you want to ask him? Why would you want to talk to him? If you had the chance, and you're, those of you who said yes, you had a chance and you wanted to talk to Jesus, why? Because he's Jesus. Why? He's the creator of everything. Remember that first chapter of John? He made everything. Everything was made by him. Everything was made for him. And if, if that's, that's true of us then too, right? So he knows how we work. He knows how we think. He knows how we act and react. And so the truth is, Jesus would best know us. All right? Keep going. He knows the future. He knows the future. It doesn't surprise me that you would ask why. It's in your it's in your genes. Yeah. I was where's Anna? We'll just get that all three of you just yeah. And Anna would ask the same thing. Ralph. I read a, a statement about Jesus, and it was written in a novel, so I, there's nothing from the Bible that's it's not coming from the Bible. There's nothing accurate about it, though I think there are things in the Bible that would give me the, the impression that this statement was true. He said, when you looked in the eyes of Jesus, you saw reflected there the man or the woman that he created you to be. And it's what drew people to him, that they want to be, and I, it fits with how I feel about him, I want to be what he made me to be. Now, that's, I've got to be honest about it, I'm not anywhere close to that. I made all kinds of mistakes, messed up in all kinds of ways, and I'm still so far from it, I can't even imagine being close to it. But to look into his face, to see in his eyes that he sees me the way he meant for me to be, would give me a reason to want to sit and talk to him about anything. Uh, Nicodemus sat down with him and he said, we know you're a teacher come from God. We know you're a teacher who's come from God for nobody could perform the miraculous signs that you're doing if God were not with him. Now stop just a second. This man made a statement that he believed that Jesus is a, well it says, a teacher who has come from God. If that's true, and you believe that, what Jesus is about to say is something that God wanted him to teach us. Say it one more time, because we're still shuffling. If Jesus is a teacher that's come from God, what Jesus is about to say is something that God wants him to teach us. Would you agree with that? Now, guys, I've been going to church a long time. Some of you have been coming here quite a while. And it's, our, our routine's the same. And it's not, I don't know that it's ever going to change. Old people like me like routine, right? I mean, we come in, we get something to eat, we sit down in a too crowded but not too hot anymore. Thank God for the folks that gave us the air conditioning. But we open our Bible, we talk about good things, and then we open our Bibles, and at the beginning of almost every lesson, I find a reason to stop and say, hang on, hang on, hang on. You may have come just for the chicken. If you did, you're welcome here. Ain't nobody upset with you. If you came here just to hang out with these folks, we might ought to pray for you, but that's okay too, all right? But if you came here tonight because you wanted to hear something from God, then that's who I'm talking to, okay? That's who I'm talking to. If you came here... Julie, there's a chair over here. I didn't think anybody would be distracted by Lexus going. Did you leave the baby home? Well, duct tape to the wall or? 
I'm a bad teacher, a bad person. I, but it's duct tape to a ceiling fan. Yeah. They can entertain themselves and you at the same time. <laughs> Do not say I said that, all right? Erase that if that's recorded, all right? My name is Ralph Aldridge. I'm teaching class tonight. <laughs> If you came, if you came for the chicken, you're welcome here. If you came to just sit and visit with these folks, you're welcome here. But if you came here to hear something from God, I want to meet everybody else, but it's you I'm talking to. Because that's the reason I want to be here. I believe Jesus was a teacher sent from God. Now, I don't think he was just a teacher. I believe he was in the beginning with the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. I, I believe Jesus was that Word, and he became flesh, and he was sent by God to teach us grace and truth, the things we want and the things we need. I believe he's a teacher sent from God, and he's got something he wants to say to us. And he knew that about this fella, and so he said, and just read it with me, okay? Just read it. I tell you the truth. Underline it. This is not what somebody thinks. This is not what somebody feels. Can you think something true that's not true? Can you think something that is true that's not really true? Yes. You can think somebody likes you when they don't like you. You can think that policeman's not going to stop you. You know the point, right? Is it possible to feel something that you feel like is true that is not true? All the time. In fact, the wreckage of many of our lives is based on that, the lie itself, that says, if I feel this way, it must be true. Folks sitting in this room have said it in this room to me when they felt things strongly. Well, that's a God thing. Folks, just because you have a strong feeling doesn't mean anything about a God thing. I had somebody tell me today. I wasn't want any of our folks. Somebody called me. They were telling me today. Said Somebody told them, said, I have a bad feeling about this. And they said, if somebody had told me that they had a bad feeling, then I would have known it was true. Folks, what you think is not always truth. What you feel is not always truth. What Jesus says is always truth, right? Keep reading. He said, I tell you the truth. John chapter 3, verse 3. John 3, verse 3. I tell you the truth. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Underline it. I didn't write it. I didn't say it. I'm going to repeat it, though, so I can say I said it because Jesus said it. And if Jesus said it, he said, unless you cannot see the kingdom of God. I don't care how good your mama and daddy were. I don't care how good your grandma and your grandpa were. I don't care how many churches you've attended or how many services in those churches you've attended. I don't care how many dollars you've given, songs you've sung, prayers you've prayed. Unless you are born again, you are not going to see the kingdom of God. Make sense? I didn't say it. Jesus said it. Unless, unless you're born again, you won't see the kingdom of God. Now keep reading. Nicodemus doesn't understand it. He's got a question. He said, how can a man be born when he's old? Surely he can't enter his mother's womb a second time. Keep reading. Jesus answered and said, I tell you the truth. When Jesus repeats himself, what do we know? He's serious about it. So he said it twice now. Are you paying attention, Nicodemus? Are you paying attention, church? Are you paying attention, us? Are you paying attention, Rex? I'm telling you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and spirit. Ah, he just added something. He said, I love these pictures, but bye. 
All right. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is not happening for me. The kingdom of God is not happening for me unless I am born again or born anew, some of your versions will say. And then he states it again, same thought, that you're not going to see the kingdom of God unless you're born of... Born of... Of water and the Spirit. Right? All right. What you just heard Jesus teach him was that this is what it means to be born again. Now, folks, some of you have had experiences that are amazing. And I've told you before, I'm an experience junkie that way, a salvation experience. I want to hear what your experience was. I want to hear what, when it was that you thought you saw the light, when you felt like Jesus rescued you. I want to hear all about those stories. I've got stories from all over the world from people I've asked that kind of question. So sometimes when you sit down with me and I ask you, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm not trying to boss you around. I just want to know. I want to know where did you see the light? Where did you get the idea that Jesus loved you? Where did you get the thought that maybe you were... I want to know what that was. But it's not a feeling. It's not a feeling. If it was a feeling, Jesus couldn't command it. Because your feelings can't be commanded. Try it. Your mama used to tell you, don't get mad. How's that work for you? <laughs> what were you doing while she was telling you that? Getting mad. Getting mad? Don't get mad. <laughs> okay. I remember her telling me, we don't hate anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. You see the point? It's not a feeling, y'all. And some of you, some of you are holding on and holding dear to a feeling. I'm glad you've got that feeling and I'm glad it gives you some comfort. But the truth is, the comfort it's giving you may not be truth. Jesus said, I want to tell you the truth. You must, you must, you must, you must, you must, you must be born again. You cannot enter the kingdom of God unless you're born of water and the Spirit. Keep reading. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit, the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows where it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Now, Nicodemus still didn't get it. And I'll be real honest with you. When I've read that and studied that before, sometimes I've thought, I'm not understanding this like I'm supposed to. And when Jesus tells to him, he says, you're a teacher of Israel. How can you not understand these things? I tell you the truth. The third, verse 11, he says it the third time, y'all. You, you get the idea that Jesus wanted somebody to believe he was telling them the truth? This is not some pastor's illustration. This is not some church's propaganda. This is not some um, manipulation. This is the Son of God, the Creator of all of us, the, one, the way, the truth, and the life, the one and only one saying to you, you want to see me? You want to come to where I am? You want to really see me? You want the kingdom of God? Do you? Now, you wanted chicken, that's good. You wanted company, that's good. Good, 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 good. Got no problem with any of that. But you, if you're here and you want the kingdom of God, this is what's got to take place. Must take place. I didn't write it. I didn't write it. Jesus said it and He said three times, I'm telling you the truth. And I'm admitting to you, I don't understand all that's involved in this. But a couple of things jump out at me first thing that jumps out at me is that part of this new birth is a decision that I've got to make. You must be born again. You must be born of water and the Spirit. You must be born again. When he uses those words like must, whose responsibility is it? It's ours. 
I've got to make some kind of decision. I've got to put myself in some kind of position to let God do something with me that nobody else can do. So we start there. Do you want a new life? Now I'm not talking, do you want to be a church member? We don't talk about that. Because uh -uh. it's not about being a church member. Do you want a new life? Do you want to be born again? You want a chance to get started all over again? Then you've got a decision to make. You've got to let, you've got to let this experience take place in you. You've got to be born again. Part of that is my decision. God is not just going to zap you. God is not just going to lay something on you. He's not just going to go, Ooh, I want you. He's not going to do that. He's going to let you make the decision. You want to see the kingdom of God? You want a new life? You want to be born again? That's where it starts. Okay, now stay with me. Stay with me. In that discussion of must, in that discussion of must, he says you must be born of water. Okay? You must be born of water. I'm going to show you a couple of places in the Bible. I'm going to show you a couple of places in the Bible. We're just going to walk there real easy, okay? I want you to look in Acts chapter 2. Just turn to the next book, the next book in the Bible. The next book in the Bible. Just turn to the next book. Just turn to the right and go to the next book in the Bible and look at Acts chapter 2. Look at Acts chapter 2 and you're going to look... Well. I'm going to be talking about a big section of it, but I want you looking at verse 38. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Okay, now you read the verse so you know I'm not making it up. You read the verse and make sure I'm not making this up. But is there something there that would match with being born of water? What word? Baptized. Is there any word or phrase there that would talk to being, uh, have the Spirit? You receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, right? Jesus said to Nicodemus, I'm telling you the truth, I'm telling you the truth, I'm telling you the truth. You want to see the kingdom of God, you must be born again. I'm not for sure you understood it and heard me, so I'm going to tell you, you've got to be born of water and the Spirit. Nicodemus, Nicodemus still didn't get it, so finally Peter explains in Acts chapter 2, in Acts chapter 2, when a person is ready to make that decision, they must, I don't, I'm not making this up, you've got to tell me. You've got to What? You, no, before that, before that, what does he say? You've got to repent. What does repent mean? Well, we talk about it in here a lot. In fact, it's the definition all of us use. We talk about it so much. If headed back there to that plant is the way of life, if that's the new life, if that's heaven, if that's the kingdom of God, if that's salvation, call it what you want to, and I'm going this direction and I'm walking this direction, what do I got to do? I'm glad you said that quick because I'd have hit that wall. Now, there was a guy, and I told you that there was a guy, and I don't know if it's anybody sitting in here, and if it was you, I want you to confess it, admit it, so I can smack you. <laughs> Some guy sitting in my office, I said, what, if I just keep walking and banging my head into that wall, what's going to happen? He said, I'll knock that wall down. <laughs> that may be why he looks like he does, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he may, have, he may have knocked himself out. All right, the point is, is there a decision part of that? Is there a decision part of that? Is it God just zapping you? Is it God just doing some hoodoo voodoo on you? No, it's you making a decision. I don't want to go this direction anymore. I want to go that direction. I don't want my old life. What's your, how's your old life been? Well, how, how was your old life? How did it treat you? 
Yeah. How many, how many times do you hear horrible in that, those few words? Horrible, desperate, damning. That's the old life. I don't want it. There is nothing, 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 nothing I want back in that old life. I want a new life. So I've got to turn around. I've got to make a decision. I've got to make a decision, and I've got to decide that I'm going to repent and be baptized. be baptized. Now what happens? Stay in the verse. Stay in the verse. Don't make up stuff. Don't be like those guys on TV, and don't be like your latest pastor. Don't make stuff up. There's not a prayer you pray. There's not a feeling you get. There's not a quiver in your liver. It's a decision you make. I don't want to go that way anymore. I want a new life. I want to come back and I want to I make up my mind. And I know that Jesus is the one that can do that for me, so I am baptized in the name of Jesus. Why? So that my sins can be forgiven. If my sins are forgiven, what happens to my old stuff? It's forgiven. It's gone. I got new stuff now that I got my old stuff taken care of, right? I get a brand new life. I'll show you that verse in a second. A brand new life, and then I get the gift of the Holy Spirit. So here's what happens, folks. In Acts chapter 2, when those 3,000 people obey Jesus, telling the truth, they obey Jesus, they repent of their sins, they're baptized, their sins are forgiven, and they receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So sins are forgiven, and they get the Holy Spirit, which claims them as the, a child of God. Now I'm going to prove it to you one more time. I want you now to look in the book of Romans. Turn to the next, just keep turning. Turn the page. Turn the page to the next book in the Bible and you're going to look in Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, verse 3 and 4. Romans chapter 6, verse 3 and 4. Now we're not in any hurry. We're not in any hurry. Romans 6, 3 and 4. Everybody got it? Mm, okay. Hold your finger on verse 3 and 4. And now go to look at the very last verse in the chapter. Hold your finger on 3 and 4. Don't lose it because you're coming back to it. But I need you to see verse 23. If you see verse 23. All right, you got verse 23? Got it? What do I deserve because of my sin? Death. That's the wages of sin. What do I, what's the gift I get? I get eternal life. I want that life, right? Somebody wants to offer you a gift, what do you do? If somebody offers you a gift, what do you do? You take it, right? Somebody offers you a gift, what do you do? You take it. There's no strings attached. There's no pressure. Somebody offers you a free gift, Mike, what do you do? You take it, right? Jeremiah, what do you do? You take it. <laughs> Ashley? Somebody offers you a free gift, you take it. Jesus offers you a free gift of life. What do you do? Take it. Well, I'll think about it. Let me think about it. I actually had somebody tell me, he said, well, I'm not for sure when I'd want a new life. Oh, okay, hang on. When I said, if I had a new car for you, when would you want it? Right now. Oh, okay. If I had a new house for you, when would you want it? Right now. I said, now how, let me give you a new life. Let Jesus give you a new life for, and you live forever in heaven with Him. When do you want it? Well, let me think about it. What'd she finally decide, Cambry? 
<laughs> this is so mean, Camry. What did she finally decide? Yes. Right now. That's right. Camry's going to get a brand new life as soon as we say amen in here. <laughs> And I love that shade of red. <laughs> Almost as red as her hair. Yeah. This is, this is the only church in town where people can get... Somebody embarrasses them. All right. I'm sorry. That's, <laughs> now... Robert, all these people that are looking for a sign are going, oh, this is not a good sign. <laughs> I'm telling you, it is a good sign. That's the ambulance coming to get you. You better get right before it gets here, yeah. Did I tell you, while y'all are all messing around with me, did I tell you, I was preaching, back when I used to be a preacher, I was preaching at a place in Ohio, and right while we, I'm serious, while we were talking about coming to Jesus and, and being saved and staying away from going to hell and all that kind of stuff, some guy stood up and pointed, pointed out the window and said, There's a tornado coming! <laughs> we all got in a baptistry together, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jesus says, You must be born again. You must be born of water and the Spirit. If you look for places in the New Testament to match that, you're going to find out that the water of baptism and the Spirit work together. Not the water, but God works when you're baptized to forgive your sins and then you receive the gift of the Spirit. Romans 6, now you got that free gift of life? Look in verses 3 and 4. Look in verses 3 and 4. Read verse 3 and 4 to yourself and tell me and tell me when does a person get that new life? When does it actually happen for somebody that they get that new life? What happens to that old person? The old life is buried, right? So what's raised? You're raised to live in a new life. All right? Now, one more place. One more place, okay? I want you to turn to the right. You're going to go through Romans, and you're going to go to a book called 1 Corinthians. Do this with me so you don't get lost. Go to the book of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. Now, keep going all the way through 1 Corinthians. Go to 2 Corinthians. Go through 2 Corinthians. Keep going. Keep going. The next little letter you're going to read is a book called Galatians. Find that book called Galatians. G-A-L-A. -A, Galatians. All right. If you get to the maps, you've gone too far. You need to back up. All right, everybody got Galatians? Look in chapter 3. Look in chapter 3. I want you to read to yourself 26 and 27. You become a child of God by faith. When do you... What's the explanation of? Because... Look at verse 27. When does that happen? When do you become... When are you born as a child of God? You see the new birth idea? When is it? When you are baptized into Christ, you clothe yourself in Christ. Verse 26 says, that's when you become a child of God. Now keep reading, keep reading. Go real fast, go real, real fast, real fast, real fast. Jump into 4-6. Don't let the chapter break mess you up. Look in chapter 4, verse 6. Now read it a phrase at a time. Because you are God's children. Because you are sons, some versions say. When did you become a son of God? Go back to Galatians 3. Don't jump out of the text. When did you become a son of God? When were you born into God's family? When did you become a child of God? When you were baptized. Mike got it right. You get, you're baptized. Now, look what happens when you're baptized. When you become a child of God. Look at verse chapter 4, verse 6. Because you became a son, what does he do? He sends the Holy Spirit into your heart doing what? Crying what? Abba Father. In other words, it's the idea of daddy. 
you're claiming, you are being claimed by God. So, is there part of this experience of the new birth, is there some part of it that is my decision? Let's try that one again. Yeah. I've got to make that decision that I want it, right? Is God going to zap me? Is God going to do the hoodoo voodoo on me? No. Is He going to put the liver in your quiver or quiver in your liver? No. You're going to, you may have some feeling. You may have had some experience. You may have thought you felt some presence of the Spirit. You may have thought you saw some light. You may think or feel that you heard some voice. But Jesus said, I'm telling you the truth, I'm telling you the truth, I'm telling you the truth. You're not going to get to God. You're not going to get to heaven. You're not going to see the kingdom of God unless you're born again. And that born again means you've got to be born of the water and you've got to be born of the Spirit. And the places in the New Testament, the rest of the plate churches where Jesus had people teach, He said the place where water And when you enter that water and the Spirit are together, it's when? When you're baptized. I didn't make this up. Would not have been smart enough to make it up if somebody had given me a chance to make it up. But there are people in this room that listen to somebody, lie to them and said, Listen, if you'll pray this prayer, everything will be okay. Maybe they said sing this song. Maybe they said lay your hand on the radio. Maybe they said get this feeling. And some of you have craved to capture that feeling. You don't have to get the feeling, y'all, to get the new birth. Just make the decision to let Jesus do in you what it takes for you to have a new birth. So is it part of it my decision? Yes, it is. But the works, who do, whose work? It's my work, my will to decide it. His work to make it happen. I meet lots of folks, and it's Cameron and I talked about it. Several of us have talked about it. So many of you were had some kind of family baptism. Maybe when you were a little bitty and you had no say in the matter. And your family decided, let me, let's take care of this. And so they had you sprinkled. I never fuss with anybody about that. I never fuss with anybody about that. Families wanting to dedicate their kids to God, what a wonderful thing that is. But is that what Jesus is talking about? No, let's don't, let's don't lie about it. Let's tell the truth, right? And then other people, when you were little bitty, you decided to do what everybody in your church was doing. And I can't tell you how many people tell me this. I did what the church taught me to do. I wanted to be saved. I wanted to go to heaven. I wanted my sins forgiven. So I just did what the church told me to do. And so they had a family baptism, and they, some of them had a church baptism. We're not talking about a family baptism here. We're not talking about a church baptism. Are you listening to me? We're not talking about church membership. We are not talking about church membership. We're not talking about a family baptism or a church baptism. We're talking about Jesus giving you a new life. And if you get a new life, what does it take to get a new life? You have to be born again. To get a new life, you've got to be born again. And how do you be born again? You've got to be born of water and the Spirit. If you are serious about wanting a new life, if you are serious about wanting a new life, let me make sure this is not my dad. Okay, Serious about getting a new life. Don't leave here without talking to somebody about, man, help me figure out how to do that. Show me in the Bible how I can learn what I need to know so I can make that decision, so I can make that decision so Jesus can do what Jesus promised He would do. Right? Now why would He do that? Why would He do that for you? I mean, first of all, folks, He created us, right? That's what He said in chapter 1, right? He created us, right? And what did we do with it? What do we do with that life He gave us when we were created? How many of us messed it up? Yeah. Me 
How many of you drank it away? How many of you, how many, how many of you smoked it away? How many of you lied it and cheated and stole it away? How many of you ruined that life? Yep. You want a new one? Yeah. Why in the world would he give us a chance at a new one? I, you don't hear me ask why very often. I try and teach us not to ask why. Our question ought to be who. But I'm going to entertain it one time tonight. Why? Ask it. Why? Why would he do that? Keep reading. Keep reading. And then when you hit on the why, and there's a, it'll tell you, you just keep reading and you'll hit on the why. And when you hit on the why, tell me what you saw. Chapter 3. John 3. I'm sorry. I would just assumed you were back in John with me. What's wrong with you? John 3. I was looking at y'all's face and I thought, these people have had too much fried chicken. I didn't have enough. That was my problem. Chapter 3. John chapter 3. My apologies. John chapter 3. Why would he do that? Why would he give me that new life? Do you see the verse? Look in verse 16. Everybody. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. His only unique son. His one and only son. Whoever believes in him not perish but have everlasting, eternal, brand new life. I don't know why your parents did what they did. I do know God didn't want them to. He gave you to your parents. to. He entrusted your parents and it's they who failed, not him. I don't know why your baby daddy or your baby mama, or, I, I don't know why they do what they did. God didn't want them to do that any more than he wanted me to do what I did. They're the ones that failed. I failed, not him. But in spite of my failures, in spite of my messes, in spite of my horrible, horrible things, he gave me a chance to have a brand new life. And he looked at old Nicodemus and said, man, I can give you a new life. You can be born again. You can start all over. Why would he give us that kind of chance? Because he loved us to death. God so loved us that he gave. Folks, he's not talking about Bethlehem there. When he, he gave Jesus, he's talking about what took place on that cross. He gave Jesus for us so we could hide, be buried in his death, so we could come up out of his death to that brand new life. Don't leave here without that. If you want it. Now there may be extra chicken. You're welcome to that. These folks are going to stand around and visit forever. Stay around and visit. That's good. We like that. Nobody ever rushes you out of here. That ain't not going to happen. Not going to happen. But if you... If you want a new life, don't leave here without it, okay? I'm going to stand right up here, and I'll just stand. You can come ask me questions. You can take whatever. And I'll stand here as long as you've got questions. But we want you to have that chance to make the decision to let Jesus give you a brand new life. Let's pray. Father, thank you for tonight, for these folks.
God, they worked hard today. Some of them are tired. Some of them uh, stressed. Some of them worried. Some of them feeling bad, sick. And they came anyway. So we thank you for the food that you brought us and the people that made it possible. We thank you for the people that make this place possible that you've worked through to make these, these chairs comfortable and this room cool. But most of all, God, we thank you for Jesus and there are people sitting in this room who want a new life, God. They want a chance to start all over again. Give that chance to them tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Now I want you to hear, before we move, I want you to hear what Cambry told me just a minute ago. Okay? I'm not worried about embarrassing her. Though she's going to get red, this is not something she's embarrassed about. Okay? You believe... You believe Jesus is the Son of God? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You ready to stop banging your head into that wall? Yeah. So if you were, in, in right now, if you were baptized in the name of Jesus, what would happen to all your sins? Yeah. Washed away? And He would give you a new life, brand new life. And that would mean then you were born again, that you were born into the family of God, and that would make you a child, a child of God. And if you're a child of God and I'm a child of God, that makes us brother and sister. Brother and sister. Too bad. <laughs> but if you become a child of God and these folks are children of God, that makes them your brothers and sisters. This becomes your family. And there'll be days you may not be so proud of us, but we're going to definitely be proud of you. All right? Um, James, would you take Cambry back and get her ready and all that kind of stuff? Well, I, there's some other folks that I need to visit with right up here. But if you want to watch somebody make...